Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Wade, we got blindsided today. The show was going to be, it's spring training, the flowers are in bloom, the Padres non-roster invitees list, how exciting is that? Mark Melanson, and we're throwing it all away, because the biggest news of our young adult lives, Fernando Tatis Jr. has signed an extension, and they were talking about it all goddamn offseason, it seems like, and I didn't want to hear any news about Ongoing talks with Tatis and the Padres. Stop giving me the ongoing talks. Let me know when they sign something. And our little baseball prayers have been answered. Fernando Tatis Jr. signs a reportedly 14-year extension worth $340 million. That's being reported by Dennis Lynn and Ken Rosenthal. Both of the athletic, by the way. Athletic bros. Uh, Padres have not confirmed this yet. Tatis, I don't think, has confirmed it yet. But that's the word on the street. Wade. What the hell happened? Padres for life. And is this uh, the best day in a in Padre recent memory? It has been. It was so good that our whole recording before of episode eighty was deleted by you because you forgot to record because you were so excited. I have no idea what you're talking about. But so um, this is episode 80, 80, 80. 80.5, We'll say, um, and it's a great episode. There's, there's a lost it's, episode in there it's, somewhere. It's one of the best days. Ever to be a Padre fan. I mean, we maybe wanted, 98 World Series and then this. It was so erotic, our last conversation, that I just wanted to do it again with you. Exactly. That makes sense. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Sup, blow deck. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real-time odds on, on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, none of that other news even comes close to this. Keone Kella, cool. Mark Melanson, cool. We were going to talk about that. Peter Seidler, this was going to be a big topic today. Can Peter Seidler keep spending? And that was answered with a, a big punch in the face. Yeah, Peter Seidler can keep spending in an era where every other team is being passive, saving money, cutting costs. Uh, Peter Seidler went to the school of Warren Buffett. That's, you know, be aggressive when others are being passive, be passive when others are aggressive. I don't know if Preller necessarily did that second part, but he is being aggressive. And so is Seidler. And I, I haven't really heard too much about Seidler's finances other than I think he's been doing very well in the pandemic, which is being reflected in all the signings that they've been doing. And when fans come back, um, you can you can imagine every game is going to be electric. The, the Padres store is going to be sold out of Tatis gear from now until he retires, which will be in about 20 years. And they're all going to be Padre years, which is very reassuring. Yeah. If you had a kid today, he would be in high school uh, and Tatis would still be a Padre. 
just during this contract. <laughs> He'd still be on the same contract. <laughs> um, we, by the way, nailed this. We were talking uh, about potential Tatis deals. We got the years wrong, but we thought it'd be more than Machado's 300 million and less than Trout's second extension. So Trout signed, and I confirmed this, we were in, in the first show, we were arguing back and forth about what Trout signed for. It's 12 years, $426 million. Mookie Betts is also comparable. He signed a 12-year, $365 million extension with the Dodgers. And the Red Sox have to be really disappointed because this is, you know, they let Mookie Betts go instead of doing a deal like this with Fernando Tatis Jr. And then Acuna has to be really upset because he just signed a couple years ago as a 21-year-old, eight-year extension, $100 million. That's He's making half of Tatis's annual average value on his deal. He's going to hit free agency sooner, but he's not going to get, well, I don't know, in 10 years, I don't know, but uh, he'll hit free agency around 28, 29, which we thought Tatis was going to do. Are you surprised that he signed a 14-year deal? I thought that was going to be impossible. Not really surprised. I mean, it's guaranteed money. And like you said, we nailed it on the head. You backed out a couple times. You were a little iffy there, but uh, I stayed tried and true to uh, my take that it was going to be over 10 years over Manny's 300 mil. I was listening to the reports and all the reports, I guess, were way off. And that's why I got sick of hearing reports. So it's guaranteed money, which is great. I'm assuming we don't know all the details yet. There's there's word on the street that he's getting a $10 million signing bonus, which is significantly less than we've seen comparable signing bonuses go, uh, go for. Mookie Betts, for example, I think was a $60 million signing bonus. And I don't, that just has to do with the finances of each individual team, I guess. But Tatis, $10 million signing bonus, gets him that house on Coronado right next to Machado. No problem. And then he's going to... Yeah, you think they become neighbors, like build a little water slide next to each they other? They should. That'd be sick. If we if we each had you know $100 million to play around with, wouldn't like our big group of friends just buy a whole street and just all live on the same street together? Just water park to each other's house? Yeah, underground secret tunnels. Be Blank sweet. check. Great movie. Playing check does not hold up, by the way. <laughs> the the adult woman uh, full on making out with the the child at the end of the movie is uh, I don't know if that would work in today's culture. That. Would that yeah. work in today's culture? <laughs> no. Good for him though. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the signing bonus, not the not the giant uh, signing bonus that we've seen, but he's taken care of. And I imagine that um, again, we don't have all the details, but uh, some of this money is is going to be backloaded not deferred you know like the the chris davis deal or your favorite deal the bobby bonilla deal the bobby bonilla deal where they're still paying him they're not going to defer they're (laughs) not going to defer any money like that but i i assume that they're going to try to keep some of the value on him is you know the keep the contract lower the first couple years compared to you know the back half of the contract so his annual average salary going forward is going to be 24.3 million dollars per year but i think the first couple years are going to be on the lighter side and they backload you know the last 10 years because they want to wait for well they want to take advantage of uh, his kind salary right now while also waiting for will myers to come off the books eric hosmer to come off the books and then they can afford to maybe pick and choose do they want to resign blake snell they want to re-sign Mike Clevenger? Do they want to re-sign to Nelson Lamette? I, I don't think they're going to go for all of those guys, 
but I do think they're going to pick maybe one or two, and this will also help with that. And, you know, with this, future free agents are going to want to come because this is a team that's not going anywhere for at least 14 years. Well, it's already started because Mark Melanson, your guy, signed a one-year, $2 million deal. Small potatoes. Get out of here. Uh, with a club op or the mutual option, I'm sorry, for a second year, it would make it $3 million. And then they they acquired Keone Kella, uh, who's coming off of, you know, kind of a law season where he w- was dealing with some biceps tendonitis, not tendonitis, a, a bicep strain or a forearm strain, actually. Too many strains and parts in your arm, but he had a a scare with the with the arm and the tightness there. I don't like hearing anything about arms and tight things with your arm and your ligaments, but I think Kella's pretty good. I think he's probably even if he's healthy, better than Mark Melanson. But the key is here that they're both cheap and they don't really need either one because the bullpen is already fully loaded. Right. I think now we have one of the most depth, biggest depth of bullpens in the most or biggest deepest deepest depth. There we go. Deepest depth of uh any bullpen in baseball. Um, I really like the uh, Mark. I can't even pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to Melanson. Try it. Melanson deal. Really not that hard. I'm, I'm not so sure on the Kella one. Um, you don't I like did, Kella. You you were hearing some some rumors coming out of Texas about Kella, and you don't like him. I did hear rumors about Texas that he was a clubhouse cancer, and he had to be removed from the clubhouse for who knows what. Just Never like hearing that, um, especially with how this team's gelling. And, and I could, hopefully he proves me wrong, you know, but I, I've heard some negative things on his abilities to be a clubhouse guy. Well, I'm not worried for a couple of reasons. One, it's a different culture and a different team. And I think when those things change, it puts you in a lot better mood. I, it's hard to be a Debbie Downer when you're on a team with high energy high character guys that's also winning. So that's one one part and then you know there's a I think there's a big difference between being a 23-year-old you know MLB player compared to being a 27 28-year-old MLB player and those that's the difference in the age you were going to see when you heard the rumors about him being uh, kind of a problem in the clubhouse versus now I think you do a lot of growing up from your early 20s to your late 20s and joining this team I don't see this clubhouse tolerating anything less than, you know, stellar attitudes. And if, if he's a problem, they don't need him anyway. They're not relying on True. him. So, right. you know, GTFO. See ya. So other than that, Melanson, fun signing, he turned down some other offers. The Padres apparently are the, the lowest offer available to him. And you ready for this? This is the first time in our history as fans – and it, and in the Potter's history since 1969, that we have been a free nice. agent, <laughs> free agent destination, where a player, you know, Machado kind of was one of the first uh, dominoes to fall in this line here. But Melanson turning down more money, Machado took the most money. That's the difference. Melanson turns down better deals elsewhere because he wants to go to a winner and compete for a World Series. That is Excuse the first me, what? time. This has ever happened in San Diego where a professional baseball player has turned down more money because he wants to play for a winner and he picked the San Diego Padres. 
I hate to I gush like, and be a homer, but I this has never cry. happened. <laughs> it's never happened. Those words have never come out of anyone's mouth in San Diego. And I'm, sh- you know, shocked that that happened, but he sees something and he's one of the first to do that. I'm sure there will be plenty more to follow. And Peter Seidler and AJ Proler, to their credit, have continued to push and they didn't, they didn't rest after getting Darvish and Snell and the Dodgers didn't rest either. They're going out. It's an arms race. And they went out and got Trevor Bauer. Good for them. Um, I, I really didn't have any interest in Trevor Bauer, but j- little moves like this, like jerks and Profar, but was the, the fifth largest free agency signing this off season. And it was the Padres. Is that true? That's real. <laughs> It was like the it was like not the Padres. It was the Padres' fifth most you know exciting offseason move, and that was across baseball. Right. So the Padres did a ton this offseason, but they keep making little tweaks to the team. We have yet to see. I've mentioned this before. AJ Preller, can he be the wartime consigliere? Like going back to Godfather stuff here. Peacetime, acquire prospects, trade you know high end players to get. Uh, high up in the draft, sign international guys, go crazy. But can he put it all together and make a winning organization? Uh, yes, he can, clearly. And he's used all the pieces that he's acquired, sold off some of the more minor ones, kept the high-end ones, and has turned this into a really good ball club. And we were talking all offseason about getting Fernando Tatis Jr. It's about time they did it. Do you kind of think they had an opportunity to do it earlier and cost themselves some money, or was this just inevitable? I mean, this is Captain Hindsight. Shout out South Park. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, you would have loved to have seen the uh, Braves deal, but it's it's a gamble, and they had to wait. And with what we have, what we have with him, the future of baseball. I mean, look at—he's on the youngest guy. Ever ever on the cover of the video game you had to do it you had to pull the trigger now because it was only going to get more expensive if you waited even longer and it seems like everybody is happy with the deal for both sides we haven't heard from the Padres we haven't from heard from Tatis but a 14-year deal he gets the security all the guaranteed money over 300 million dollars he's making more than Manny Machado he's the best he's, he's the top five player easily in baseball and the comparable contracts are are bets, making slightly less 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 than bets, but doesn't have the track record. So, um, same with Trout, you can't be too upset making less than those guys. Acuna, I mean, God bless him. Eight years, a hundred million dollars. He signed a couple years ago. Less of a track record, though. You know, they were both both these guys were pre arbitration, so you know, lo- not a lot of track record. Tatis more service time than Acuna when they both signed their deals. Um, it's more, it's much more than what trout got when trout signed his first extension, which was six years, $144 million. He signed that in 2014. He, he blew all these other comparable deals out of the water. It's, it's the first of its kind. And it's going to be what teams kind of gauge going forward. You know, you, you have a new prospect, maybe it's Gavin Lux, maybe it's Jared Kalenic, maybe it's Jesus Lazardo, a star prospect comes up and performs really well for one, two CJ. years. CJ Abrams. CJ Abrams. Um, yeah, if you perform like a, a borderline MVP in your first couple years, it's no longer the Trout deal or the Betts deal. That's the comparison. It's it's going to be the, this is the standard, the Fernando Tatis Jr. deal. He played about a se- what 
I guess half a season, then a full season, and another half a season, roughly. So I it's 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 tricky because you want to sign the guy as early as possible. We were all asking for this a year ago. I thought we all knew that we wanted to sign him. And the more he plays, the better he gets, and the higher the price tag is going to go. That's just kind of inevitable. So uh, we've seen teams in the past, specifically the Astros, and I think this happened with Jonathan Singleton, who didn't work out, but where teams gamble early on a player. And it's like, it's like betting on a number in roulette. Like you bet small, you keep losing. It's, it's not the end of the world. But if you hit 34 and you put five bucks, you're going you're gonna to clean up and you're going to be winning that day. So I think the Padres kind of hedged here, uh, waited a couple of years to make sure they knew what they were getting. <laughs> And Tatis, I mean, Tatis got everything he wants. He got his, he got his security, but I just keep wondering is, was there an alternate universe where they could have done this a little earlier? I mean, you'd love to think so, but again, just going to that singleton, like they really screwed up on that one. So it's, it's a gamble. But it didn't cost, it, it didn't cost them a ton of money. The teams have so much money to play with now. Look, you're giving international prospects, 10, $11 million, you know, not anymore, but they used to without any track record of success over here. True. I mean, it, it it's a gamble, but it, I mean, if you miss with say the hundred million dollar deal as a GM, you're probably out if you missed on that one. Yeah. But you still got a few years of, you know, building your resume. I just think as a, as a GM, I still think that if I'm a GM, I want to take more chances betting on younger star prospects. And I know they don't always pan out, but prospects that are close to the majors that have proved themselves through the minors are much closer than, you know, just like the guy you just drafted or the guy that you signed in international free agency that you have high hopes for. But so like CJ Abrams, for example, probably a little too far away still, but if CJ Abrams develops this year, they get a full minor league season. Let's say he's knocking on the door of AAA and has been tearing it up and becomes, you know, the number one or two prospect in baseball has no major league service time in the off season. Would you offer him a 10 year? I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Don't commit me for these numbers. I haven't done any homework here. I'm just thinking out loud with you and Wade 10 year deal. $50 million. Five, so you're year only deal? five, five million a year. Yeah. Before yeah. he even comes up. But uh, uh, now that, Tatis has signed this like no rookie is signing that. No one's signing no, that. Abrams isn't anymore. a rookie. He has he has no major league service time. He's not even a rookie. I I still think if you're a top hundred prospect, you're not signing that deal. So many top one hundred prospects do not pan out. You're guaranteeing the kid fifty million dollars. He could get injured. He could you know flame out like hey Antonelli. Sorry, I hate to do it to you. But uh, Matt Antonelli, top prospects come up and don't perform. You know, he would be getting $50 million guaranteed. Yeah, but I mean, behind the other door, there could even be a boat. Could be, but let's say there's 10 doors and one door has a boat and five doors have $50 million. I'm going for the boat. I'm shooting for the boat like Peter Griffin. All right. Trust the process. Believe in yourself. Bet on yourself, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm just saying as a GM, I would want to take chances like that. And those numbers could be off, you know, buy the guy out through our, for, through arbitration, you know, maybe a six year deal, $75 million. 
Um, maybe you want to see him come up for a little bit, but I would like to take chances on the top, top guys like CJ. It has to be CJ Abrams. I'm not doing it for a pitcher. I wouldn't do it for Mackenzie Gore. Um, but I think I would consider doing something like that with CJ Abrams. If he does what I think he's going to do this year. Let's get weird. I mean, you always say it's not my money, you know? True. I mean, I think, yeah, that's, that's going to be the next shot. The GMs are going to start taking. Also word on the street is, uh, no trade clause, which I think we kind of all just assumed. And it's worth repeating that his, his salary this year was going to be in the $800,000, maybe a million dollar range. And now he gets a $10 million signing bonus for that house in Coronado. And we'll see when the, we'll see when the, the big salary increases start to happen. So th- I don't think it's gonna happen this year. I, I probably don't think it's going to be next year. The giant leaps in salary um, to help the team out this year with the finances, the Padres are already like, fifth in baseball in uh, payroll this year, which is also unheard of for this team. Are always we? Bottom, yeah, they're always bottom of the, the league in payroll. And now, super aggressive. Peter Seidler has the money. Ron Fowler's still there. Uh, the, guys are, the guys are ready to win, which is great, and they're not afraid to spend. I think they recognize that the fan base is more engaged than it's ever been. And once tickets are available to sell again, they're going to they're gonna sell a lot of tickets and make a lot of revenue game day. We want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor. Very exciting. eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. Not a big shoe guy, but I do admire a fresh pair of kicks when I see them. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. I might try and get some Yeezys off eBay. You should work on that. Yeah. Um, was that the same ad you read earlier? I zoned out when you were doing it. It sounds different. Uh, it was. It was the you, same? Uh, you nailed it, though. I uh, had a little uh, difficulty in episode 80, but no one will ever know that. I was super prepared because I, I heard you stumbling, and there's a lot of... There's some tongue twisters in there. If you ever do a podcast, guys, like meticulously, that's an authenticity right back. Oh, back, back to, to back. back. That's a that's a murderer's row of words. Authenticity. Uh, eBay, whoever's writing your ads. It's a mouth like read that. read it out loud to yourselves. <laughs> read, come on, guys. Read it out loud to yourselves before you, you send out the copy to everybody. It, it, it's it's a lot. You know, we're not all wordsmiths here. I'm not, I'm not a great orator. Um, like some of some of our other hosts we have. Anyway, I mean, yeah, you're not a you Googleizer. <laughs> One who speaks at you Googleies. Or did you not <laughs> think I knew what a you Googley was? Look it up, kids. Can't wait. Once, you want to talk uh, about the, the the non roster invitees, Wade? 
no, I think we'll save that for another date. I think uh, there's much bigger topics to talk about today. First day of spring training, pitchers and catchers. It's it's a national holiday. It's it's up there with opening day for me. It's just as exciting. I'll yeah, give you a, I'll give you a name. Yvonne Castillo is going to spring training. How's that? Nice, nice. Yeah, he was a minor league free agent. Pick, brought him back. I like Yvonne Castillo. I think everybody does. Lu, Luis Capizano showed up today. Wasn't in jail, so that was good. Good to see. That is great. Everybody loves Luis Camposano. I was listening to an interview with. Austin Nola about Campusano and talking about how much he likes him. And it's great to hear from the, the veteran catcher who hasn't played playing catcher that long veteran player uh, talking about Campusano and what a great guy is and how, how hard he works. It's just nice to hear, you know, it's great to the, hear. It's the, it's the usual sunshine up the ass you hear when one teammate talks about another, but you know, I still, I still like to hear it. So we'll go over those, uh, all those non-roster invitees. It's the usual names of guys recently drafted or guys that have been on these top 30 lists for a while now. And then a lot of guys you've never even heard of that. I mean, those are still out there. And then there's also a couple uh, minor league veterans, I guess you could call them who are a little older that aren't, you know, supposed to be impact guys, but are names that, you know, could make a name at some point. And uh, one of the, I'll just throw one of them. Aaron Leisher is out there. So, no, uh, I don't see our boy Lake Bocker, unfortunately. Uh, rough. Reese Na- Nair, though. I think it's how you say his name, Nair. I've actually never heard it pronounced out loud. But uh, there's, some in- there's some fun names. And I- if you guys want to go find them, you can find it on MLB.com. Uh, the Padres, 33 non-roster invitees. So that's what's going on. Big day for us, Wade. Best, Great one day. of the best players in baseball. I just I can't get over it. It's ours forever. Basically, is are you surprised he he took that fourteen years? Because we were talking about how what Acuna is going to reach, you know, free agency twenty nine thirty. Tatis is locked up through was it thirty six now thirty five. It's just you don't see that very. It's a little rare because you ex, you expect the guys to want to reach free agency for their second time, you know, late twenties, kind of like Machado did or Harper did. That's when you get the second big contract. But apparently, I mean, I, I can't blame Tatis. $340 million is enough. And he gets to live in San Diego. Like, what more can you ask for? He is going to be such a, a superstar, rock star um, his whole life here. He, he's the most loved Padre. It's going to be him and Gwyn. I don't think anyone's ever going to supplant Gwyn just because of what an amazing person he was. He he was on he was on all those teams that were terrible. So like he he has a special place in our heart, and he's a Hall of Famer, and he's Mr. Padre. But Tatis is going to be right on the Padre Rushmore with him. That no one is going to ever. We've never had a player like this. Even Tony Gwynn in his prime was not ever considered the top five player in baseball for all the batting. Let's build the statue in the outfield right now. I'd I'd sign up to build it. I'll donate. You know. If they wanted to take up a collection, everybody donate 10 bucks for the statue, make it, make it solid gold. I would, I would sign up today. Let's do it. Retire. We'll start, the number. A, go- we'll start a GoFundMe. Might have to take a little, like skim a little off the top of that too, but you know, Whoa. Just, just transaction talking, fees, you know, labor, about that offline. labor costs. That reminds me, I heard, uh, this didn't make it into episode 80, but it's going to make it into episode 80.5. Assuming everything downloads correctly. Your guy who streaked across the field and bet on himself and then ratted himself out 
Didn't get paid, huh? Not getting paid. Voided. Yeah, of course. Of course. Wow. What a dumb he shit. Was, he was so smart. Apparently, he had a bunch of friends make small bets in, a, in, in random places for him. And then he blew it. Why, why is he blabbing right after it happens? You can never talk about this. Rookie yeah, mistake. you go vacation in Mexico for a year or two and just live off that. <laughs> Put it into some gold, pack it up in a backpack, and then take off to Argentina. That's what you need to do. Exactly. That's a, that's a rookie move. I hate to see it happen, but I mean, that was the most obvious thing in the world. You start bragging about how you made the bet on yourself. They're going to avoid that easy. That's in the fine print. Of course. And there will never be another nope. prop bet like that again. It'll never happen again, which is too bad. Other news. Wade, there is a little, you know, bit of housekeeping here. The minor leagues affiliates. We'll start with this. The minor league affiliates for the Padres are confirmed. They uh, came to agreement. They're they're still independently owned, but they're affiliated with the Padres. That's low A Lake Elsinore. They've switched with Fort Wayne, who is now high A. And then San Antonio Missions are back. RIP. Sod Poodles. And Hate then uh, the Chihuahuas in El Paso. So those are all those are all happening. And the Padres are still going to retain their Dominican Summer League team. And I don't know if they're going to be running with two Arizona League teams like they have in the past, but they will have at least one Arizona League team. So in addition to the leagues reorganizing to you know reduce in-season travel for players and coaches, that's going to save the, the organizations a lot of money. MLB is now kind of running the show for the minors. Um, they used to just let the minors kind of do whatever they wanted. And now MLB has stepped in. And they've reorganized the, the the league names are gone, which I think is sad. You're not going to see Pacific Shore League or uh, Pacific Coast League anymore, or International League or Texas League. They've just been reorganized into AAA East West, what have you. And uh, they've they've moved the teams geographically, so they're much closer together, which you know gets rid of the 10 hour bus rides. Why are we making minor leaguers do? Like, they're already being paid so little. And they have to endure these 10-hour bus rides in some cases in the middle of nowhere. So that's all good. They're modernizing a lot of the facilities, updating the standards for you know the clubhouses and the stadiums and the food. Uh, that's good. Pay is increasing a small amount. I think that's just a direct correlation to the money they saved last year. You know, they they went out of their way to um, save a lot of money. Last year, when they, where they could, they're saving money this year by cutting costs with not just staff, but with players we're seeing in a lot of cases. And then they're going to be saving a lot of money on travel, which they did last year, and they're going to do again this year. Players are getting paid slightly more in the minors, but I think mostly what this just does is show how greedy MLB has been in the past with and how they treat their minor leaguers and how they haven't been paying them a living wage. We've been yelling about it for a long time. And this little small increase, which is not nearly enough in some cases as low as a 30% or a 38% pay increase just puts a spotlight on how they're still not doing enough. Like they want to pat on the back. Like, no, we're going to say these salaries have been abysmally low for so long. Yeah. They should be making more. And it's a lot more than what you're currently paying them. Nothing for me there. You know, it's a podcast, right? Right. I'm just, you know, ecstatic on the Tatis thing. I, I didn't even think we were going to go over this uh, non-existent news. Great show. I think that's going to that's going to do it for us today. Ferdinand Tatis Jr. kind of takes precedent over everything, and that Padre consumed all the news. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. 
And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Talk to you in a week. El Nino! Just move on toward your destination. Bitch, I'm, so, I'm. You have no idea how mad I was. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let you have it in this episode. No, you're not. We're not talking about it. We t- <laughs> no. we, are, we are talking about it, dude. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.